All right, welcome back to week two, round two of what we are calling Caleb's Corner. If you don't know what that is because you missed last week real quickly, I'm Jordan. I'm Caleb. Uh, Caleb watches most of the Liverpool matches with us down at the Horse and Jockey, although he's not a Liverpool supporter. He's a Tottenham supporter. However... What Caleb has an advantage over myself is that Caleb actually watches other Premier League matches other than his own team. I can't be bothered to do that. And so in the interest of keeping all of us, and mainly myself, informed with what's going on in the Premier League, we've cooked up this podcast called Caleb's Corner, where I fling in questions about the previous week's matches and the upcoming week's matches, and Caleb heads them into the back of the net, much like a corner kick would would work. Right. Um... And so this is this is week two of of the show, and we're going to get into it. But first, I've got just real quickly, quickly once again, we are raising funds for a charity walk for the Health, Hope, and Sunshine Foundation, which is run by Justin, who is a bartender and cone owner at the Horse and Jockey. Um, and so they have a benefit walk coming up for the foundation on November 4th, and we are taking volunteers to walk in that event. And so we're trying to raise funds as a supporters club in order to sponsor those walkers. So twofold. One, if you want to be a walker, reach out to one of us. Not like, you know, the walking dead walkers. You don't got to be a zombie, nothing like that. You just got to show up and and show support for the foundation. But if you want to be a walker, let us know. Uh, Contact either one of us at the pub and just say you have a general interest in it. um, Or let us know on Facebook so we can get a general idea of the amount of funds that we need to raise. And so... We're raising funds by doing raffles. We did one last weekend. It was very successful. Um, we're doing another one this weekend for the Manchester City match. So if you missed last weekend's raffle or you didn't bring any cash out to the pub, guess what? You get a second opportunity. Maybe the pot will be bigger this time now that everyone knows about it. And so come on out. 50-50 raffle. 50 goes to you. 50 goes to the foundation. November 4th is the walk. Heart or Health, Hope, and Sunshine Foundation. And boom. That's that. Um... Real quickly, welcome back, Caleb. How Thanks. have you been? It, been a little, little sad. Yeah, yeah. Why, why is that? Is that the Champions League? Yeah, it was the Champions League uh, midweek. Yeah, was not a happy time. How did? How was your match? We lost four two against Messi. Yeah, against oh, Messi. Against Messi. Pochettino did say. Yeah, Lloris. It was his first game back since uh, the game against Manchester United, which we won yeah. three three nil. Just a <laughs> reminder. Um, we did win that game, but that was his first game back, and he did not play. Well. No, I saw we saw the Coutinho goal in the pub on the other TV, and yeah, we had it was like two minutes in. I don't know what he went for a stroll at the edge of the box, and I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, and Coutinho kind of set the tone for for the rest of the game. Yeah, we did make a comeback. We we came back two one. Uh, they were up two two zero. We came back two one, and then they scored, uh, and then we came back three two, and then Musa Soko came on. And then, yeah, and that, that was, as Musa Sissoko yeah, normally yeah. normally causes to happen. He missed um, a sitter right in front of the, the goal, which I'm pretty sure went out of Wembley. Oh, no. Yes. Like, it, he hit it as hard. I've never seen him. He kicked it so hard, and it went straight up, and I don't think it ever landed. About how far out? Like, six yards or so? or He was, yeah. Yeah? Maybe a little further out. Okay. And then he, the goal that led to the fourth, their fourth goal was absolutely his fault. Uh, they played the ball out to him in the wing, and he just kind of went for a stroll. Yeah, no, he just—I think it went between his legs, or he hit it with his thigh, something like that. Just had no interest in playing football at the just, time. I don't understand how he plays. He's—he's <laughs> he's a championship level player. Oh, that's playing a bit in the harsh. Champions League. That's a bit harsh. Yeah, I know. I'm just angry. All right, <laughs> let me have that. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a little bit of the blame for your for your, the third goal because, um, as I told you beforehand. Uh, at the pub, you know, we were kind of just creeping over because our our game was so boring the first half, and then there was Liverpool just didn't do anything, so there was a lot of looking around at other televisions just to be like, is there anything else going on that's mildly interesting? And um, I looked over and I saw it was two one, and I was like, oh, two one, Tottenham's got one back. And then literally, as everyone turned their head to look at the score being two one, is when the ball came in on the third goal and it got headed out to Rakitic, and then he just smacked it. In. Or is that the third goal? That Rakitic? was the second goal. What was the third one? Oh, the third one, they just passed it around, and then in the box, he like just laid it in right. Third goal was Messi's goal. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, I can't. Yeah. I just sorry. We, we glanced over basically and then watched. So you jinxed it. Yeah, it's commentators curse. You know, I can't help it or whatever. But Thank you. you know, we got our own uh, karma in the end delivered to us by just. Yeah, we just played so poorly against Napoli. I don't even really want to talk about it. We were just absolute shit and didn't cover any space. And the pitch was 
the size of Texas, and, you know, it, it was raining. Everything, you know, Napoli fans were beating up Liverpool fans before the match, <laughs> riding around. As they do. Well, yeah, but the, my, my favorite part about it was the report that came out that I saw was that Na- it, it, they didn't say Napoli fans. They didn't go far as to say that. What they said was Italians on Vespas wearing Napoli jerseys, riding around on Vespas, riding around beating up Liverpool fans as they find them. <laughs> and just the image of, like, a gang of Italian men in Napoli shirts smoking cigarettes in one hand as they vaguely steer a Vespa looking for Liverpool fans to beat up. I don't know. It's not I, unfortunate for people that did get beat up by that, but it's a ridiculous image to yeah. imagine. Well, I mean, head. we went to uh, Fiorentina a few seasons ago, uh, Europa League, and yeah. we, some of our guys got... Shank. Yeah, and then last yeah. week, uh, last year, Sean Cox, you know, he's, he's just coming around. He just got out of a coma from it at the semifinal. A Roma fan just stabbing right. him outside Anfield. So, yeah, yeah, the Italians are a bit ridiculous. And, yeah, they they showed out in typical fashion riding around as a Vespa gang. But, yeah, our our game was also very shit. We didn't do anything. Allison made a couple of saves, and Joe Gomez looked good. Other than that, everyone was shit. Kata got hurt. He is fine, in case anyone was wondering. Um, it's just, it was a weird back issue. Yeah. They took him to the hospital. He's fine or whatever. But yeah, it, ours was shit as well. So Well, we actually played well, but you can't beat Messi at his best. Yeah, so it true. doesn't matter. Messi loves a good game against the English side, yeah. particularly in England. And he loves a game at Wembley too. Yeah. So you know, just ask Sir Alex Ferguson and Man United about Messi at Wembley and they'll tell you all about was it. it. Was it Arsenal or... No, United. It was United. They okay. played at Wembley. Right. Um, they yeah. lost 3-0. They yeah. beat Arsenal as well, 2-1. But yeah. that was a little bit before Messi became, like, the main guy. That's true. He was playing secondhand to, like, Samuel Eto'o. And I think yeah. Ronaldinho is still yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But redemption um, coming up this yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. We got, a, we, got a, we got a whole slate of Premier League games coming up. Uh, we got a big match for, you know, Liverpool-Manchester City. You are on in the middle of, as you mentioned last week, a four-game run of games that you should be winning. Yes. And this is your third game in that run, correct? Yes. Okay, so yeah. Um, and it's, you know, the last match before the international break, so going to the international break on a high. But before we get into the next weekend, let's let's look back and, and look fondly on, on last weekend's results. And... Um, Let's just start off right at the top with last week's results, and let's talk about West Ham beating Man United 3-1. Come on, you hammer. At, at the famous London Stadium, as I prop, as I correctly predicted, even though I did choose 4-0, West Ham let me down there. There were four bit. goals. That's true. I like I like it the way you think. I'm, I Even though I'm wrong, I'm still right. And I, I like was that. second best. That's true. I predicted 0-0. Well, so you, that... you were second out of second, my friend, yeah. so good job. Yeah, A for effort, as right. they say. Um, next on the docket, we had Huddersfield losing at home to Tottenham 2-0. We'll get into that. Arsenal beat Watford at home 2-0. Wolves won 2-0 at home against Southampton. Newcastle lost to the visitors Leicester City 2-0. Man City beat Brighton 2-0 at home. A lot of 2-0s. Yeah, right. It's, it seemed yeah. to be a theme of the Premier League this weekend, or last weekend. Uh, Everton winning at home 3-0 against Fulham. Chelsea, of course, at Stamford Bridge drawing Liverpool 1-1. Uh, Cardiff City losing at home 2-1 to to Burnley. Uh, And then Bournemouth in the last game on Monday winning 2-1 in what was a pretty exciting game at the end and one where Mamadou Sako once again proved that Mamadou what Mama does and just sticks a gangly leg out and brings someone down in the penalty area just to give the game away for his team because he can't be bothered with properly defending. He is a clumsy guy. Yeah, it just, you know... Maybe the one thing the French international team had to do in order to win a World Cup was just to get rid of him because he was starting for the French national team and he was due to go to the Euros Mm -hmm. with them until he had that whole doping scandal that happened. So, like, all they had to do was sacrifice him to the doping devils or doping gods or whatever they are. And, uh, yeah, then they go and win a World Cup. So, you know, Crystal Palace do something for England and just, I don't know, sacrifice him again on behalf of the rest of the island so that football can finally come home maybe. Maybe that's the secret to it all. But um, so in, in the interest of, of reviewing last week, we're going to get into the games that you had circled that you were going to watch. But right off the bat, let's cover it. The Liverpool match, Liverpool-Chelsea, 1-1. What were your thoughts? So something that stuck out to me during the match, and I uh, mentioned it to you, at, um, it felt like Chelsea were the away team. Yeah. And you guys were the home team because they they did sit back a lot more than I expected them. I thought they were going to come out and try to go toe-to-toe with you guys. Um but they didn't. No. They they sat back and yeah. soaked a lot of pressure. And genuinely, I thought that that was going to end up hurting them. But it yeah, ended I mean, up being a really even. They so I give a lot of props to Sari. I, I don't like Chelsea, and I hate having to give them props and respect. But Sari is his own man, so I'll give I'll give respect to Sari and his tactics because. I said it to you at the pub, and I said it last week on the pod. I really fancied forcing them to play in their half. 
Um, and once they started, they began the game trying to play in their half. Um, and very quickly, it became very apparent that they, they weren't going to be able to like play through the press as, as well as they wanted to. Um, they did end up playing through it in a different manner. And, you know, that's what I give props to Sari for is that he recognized very early on, like, oh, if I keep telling, you know, David Luiz to play this ball out and he keeps giving away, we're going to concede a goal here. And then then we're going to be playing from behind. And I really don't fancy us having to play open. Um, right. So he kind of, you know, he, he did pack it in a little bit and they were really tight. But, you know, he also made the switch where he's like, stop playing it so short all the time. Play it directly either to the wingers or to the center midfielder rather than the center back or the D and um, they, they played those little one-twos around our midfield and our, our center backs, came, they took advantage of the fact of knowing that our center backs are very aggressive coming out and you know for the goal, they play that one-two, Kovacic gets it, he plays a beautiful ball in the hazard and they end up scoring, so I mean prop, what, props to Sorry, they're a lot better than I thought they were like I like you thought it was going to be a high scoring game yeah. I thought it was going to be a high scoring game when they started sitting back, you really fancied like Liverpool might you know absolutely batter him batter them here, yeah. then, but then they went and nicked their goal and, and, you know, the goal was really well set up. It wasn't like, you know, an out-of-nothing free kick or a corner kick. It was a really well-worked goal, uh, and they really did deserve it. So, I mean, yeah. You know, and it had an air of one of those games where you're just you're just not going to score. And yeah. it felt like you, got, you had some chances. Shakiri yeah. missed a, a center, one of the clearer yeah. chances. And Probably it, our best chance in the yeah. match. Like, the goal goes in, but it's not a high kick. percentage yeah, exactly. probability of scoring, yeah. as they call it, what expected goals yeah. or whatever they call it. But it did seem that it just wasn't going to be your day. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kepa made a good save on Mane down near um, Firmino. Got that, we worked a move into the box, and Firmino got cleared off the line by David Luiz, and it's getting later and later in the game, and you're throwing on, you know, Shakiri and Sturridge, and, you know, they are our backups, and they're, they're there to play those roles, but it is really kind of like a last ditch, you know, okay, guys, you got 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Make a difference. See what you can do. And yeah. in the case of Sturridge, you know, who did score the winner, as we all know. The, the, I like how you called it a winner. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. It, fe- it, felt, it felt like, like a winner. winner. It, that, see, At the pub, it did feel like a winner. Yeah, the pub did get a little wild. It was, I, I, that's, you know, that's, but that's what a, a supporters club needs when it's first starting out. Yeah. It's like one of those moments that, yeah. like, brings everyone together, and people are there, and they see the value of coming out and watching the game because you get to jump around with a bunch of strangers and act like a maniac and then sing you'll never walk alone at the top of your lungs there like were a, some like Chelsea guys there too I don't think they expected it to be no it's yeah it's, to be fair like you know people know it as like a football pub so they show up and then right. they get you slapped in the face I'm sure we'll get like two or three city fans that just show up and you know be tits I hope so. you know and just like, oh. no it's always it's always way more fun to be so happy in someone else's face while they're so <laughs> sad it's, especially a city fan yeah you know especially an American city fan like you know to be fair at the pub uh, Chelsea Pete was there, and like yeah. I respect Chelsea Pete because Chelsea Pete's been supporting Chelsea since the '60s when yeah. he's seen them go to the third division. So yeah. he probably, you know, most most American Chelsea fans didn't even know. No, that there was been... there was a lad there with a Kovacic jersey on, and I told him I was like, "Why would you buy a jersey of a player he's on loan? Unlo- oh, exactly. you know, he's buy on loan. A... He's not even yours. Yeah, why don't buy buy Hazard's jerseys his last season at Chelsea? Just get... <laughs> he's going to Real. Yeah, Madrid. Just... He'll be joining Kovacic, Kovacic yeah, back exactly. in Real Madrid. They're year. they're working out their partnership yeah. now, and they're gonna go take it to the burnout but why would you buy a jersey of a, what a player tool. on loan what yeah whatever you know yeah. well you know i think he's class fair he did get the assist he is pretty class i know he's class because uh spurs wanted him over the summer yeah right well so we, we there was rumors that we wanted him as yeah. well and, and chelsea like, got a steal of a deal just to take him on loan uh, they need him more than probably tottenham does and we do but he would definitely slot in our midfield he'd definitely, definitely slot, slot in your midfield yeah. so like you, i'm just talking a load of shit but you know back to Sturridge real quick um, that was a phenomenal goal yeah. came out of nowhere what you told me the stats earlier one touch one shot one shot one goal yeah that's yeah he just he didn't do anything but shoot the ball and <laughs> score which you know he, he earns it to be fair he goes away to West Brom and he realizes that life at a mid-table club is shit it's absolutely terrible and he start gives himself a think over the summer he gets himself in shape he comes back the club's like we want to sell you 15 million you know, there's some hesitancy from Besiktas and other rumored clubs. I think there was Inter Milan was interested in him, maybe, uh, maybe some teams in the French league. But they just 15 million for a striker that's injured all the time. Do we really want to do it? We need him to play week in and week out if we're going to spend 15 million. And he goes, No, actually, I want to stay and I want to earn my spot. And I'm cool. I'm totally cool with knowing that I'm not the guy who's going to play week in and week out. And I am option two. And that maybe I get 10 minutes this game and I get 60 minutes that game and I only get five minutes at this match or just one minute. 
here or I just come on and get one touch of the ball and I put it top corner. You know, he's cool with that now, which is good because I think he used to have the attitude, you know, played with Suarez. I got to be the guy. You know, after Suarez leaves, he was our second top scorer, 25 goals. So he kind of had this, you know, knowledge and, like, air about him that, like, I am, like, you know, the best goal scorer on this team. But now that's no longer the case, and I think he's come to grips with it. And that's brilliant because he comes on the pitch. And Daniel Sturridge, you know, we, we, we've haven't had a player like after Coutinho left Coutinho was our only player that would take those shots from outside the box right. and like put him in and now we have Sturridge can do it if you go and watch his highlights of all his Liverpool goals there's plenty from outside the box where he chips the keeper from the edge of the penalty area Shakiri will take a shot from outside the box exactly too, so, so. and like Keita is also known to do it so yeah. now we have players that'll do that because sometimes yeah Chelsea later in the match they take Kovacic off because they just Barkley's just gonna run around in there I don't know why he took Kovacic off because he's brilliant. Um, then he takes Giroud off because he just wants Murata to just get in behind the line as we're coming farther and farther forward or whatever. And they start dropping in deeper and deeper. And we're throwing Keita on and we have Shakiri on and they're finding those half spaces or whatever. And yeah, sometimes you we did work it into the box and we were just unlucky, but sometimes you can't work it into the box and you just need someone who has that. He didn't even have that much space. He had half a yard and yeah. Golo Conte barely gave him, showed him outside. And like, you know, he's in a position where the goalkeeper is going to have that near post right there covered and for him to like curl it far post over the top of the keeper yeah that was I, I don't know if people actually realize how ridiculous of a small window of opportunity like he was... maybe one by one foot yeah exactly yeah it was an, un, insane someone said I don't remember who it was that literally there was a ball sized uh, gap to which Daniel Sturridge could put that ball to score yeah. and he found it and put it in and yeah, there was limbs everywhere. It felt like a winning goal. It was absolutely yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Daniel Sturridge is now up to four goals in the season. If you remember correctly, uh, at, in our first monthly review, David was on record, and we have the recording, so he can't hide, as saying that if Daniel Sturridge goes double digits this season, he will drink whatever we say. Uh, bodily fluids, you know, are ruled out, but anything else. So, you know, you know, we're thinking of ideas, a literal boot, a Wellington boot of beer, a King's Cup, a, just a mixture of everyone's backwashed beverages. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're gonna, we're probably going to hit that number way before Christmas. And, and, then, it's, and it's all competitions, not just Yeah, exactly. So That's, we only need six more goals. He's over, in trouble. Yeah, he can do one a month for the rest of the season, just little tap-ins, yeah. just like taking penalties at the end of games that were up like 5-0 against Cardiff City or whatever. Just and, bring them on only for that right Klopp letter exactly. just to bring him on dear Klopp Sturridge has nine goals could you somehow figure out how to just lay one bet. across to him yeah we, we, we're gonna film it and we'll send it to you Kloppo how about that doesn't that sound like a wonderful time but yeah I mean back to the to the match or whatever it's, it was a fair result 1-1 I think so I mean Chelsea looked a lot better than I thought they were gonna be their defense was a lot better than I thought it, w- it was gonna be and you know they it was fair because we had plenty of chances. The keepers both made ridiculous saves, kept their teams in the game. And at the end of the game, even Sorry said it, Klopp said it, draws fair. I it would have been nice to win. Sturridge yeah. man of the match? Yeah. I, no, I think Allison. I, I, I think about it, you know, Sturridge does put the goal away, and it's, you know, awesome. But you, can you really give man of a whole match to a guy who plays two minutes? Like He did what nobody else could <laughs> in 90 minutes. He did it. Well, it's, his his contribution would not have mattered if Allison didn't bail you're us right, out like three right. or four times. Yeah. And, yeah, if, if you're keeping track, Allison has now won us around six points in the league already. And so, like, yeah, it's it's worth every single penny. I just I can't get enough of it. And he he was also what like the one of our best performers uh, against Napoli. There's a clip you should look up where there's a cross that comes in six yards out, and it's volleyed off of uh, I think it was Dries Merton's knee. And in live, it just looks like he hits it off the crossbar, but in, they have a super slow motion angle where he just gets his fingertips to it, and that's why it goes off the bar. And right. you're like, oh my oh my goodness he saved that like oh my goodness yeah absolutely salivating but um yeah that's enough for that you know at the beginning of the run you go okay we can't win every single match right drawing away not terrible drawing against a team that's legitimately now going to be considered a title rival for the rest of the season it's not bad not a bad result so yeah it, it was fair and i'd take it but yeah let's get into this really juicy really quickly let's get into this really juicy west ham man united match didn't watch it Oh, I watched the entire thing. <laughs> I was up so early just to watch it. Yeah, you were texting me. Uh, literally, the like the match had just kicked off. I knew the time the match kicked off, uh, and I was driving around or whatever, busy. Yeah. 
and you texted me and you said, well, there goes my prediction. Right. And I was like, oh, no. The first thought was, oh, Man United scored early. That's the most shit way this match could have gone. And Wrong. I, Wrong then, United. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. I didn't. Yo, so I looked and I was like, no way. One new West Ham. Okay. Up the hammers. Let's go. And then it just got worse and worse from there. It did. It so, was... Well, the, the first goal was a backwards heeled flick I heard or whatever or by uh Yeah, he uh it came off a corner came off a corner of a cro- or a cross. Yeah, and, and it came and he was facing away from the goal, Anderson. Yeah. And uh he flicked it behind his standing leg yeah. with his other it was a really good goal. So it was a really good goal. What what was your general thoughts from it? Man United shit, West Ham better than um, they've been. Better than they've been. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't say they played really, really well. I would j- I, I don't want to take credit away. I, I don't like West Ham very yeah. much at yeah, all. Obviously, London, um, yeah, but, rivalry. Yeah, but I don't want to take credit away from them. But at the same time, you have to say Manchester were not good. Yeah, I heard McTominay played center back. He, I don't know. I think, I don't know why he played three at the back. I don't know why he did a lot of the things. <laughs> I don't know why Mourinho does what he does. No one knows what Mourinho's doing. At all. But at this point... At this point, I think he's just trying things. Yeah. To say, oh, I'm trying things. I'm trying. Yeah. Things. Like, look, I'm trying things. And his players, I think there came a point in the game where you could just look at their faces. They didn't want to play. Yeah. They don't want to play for him. Yeah. They don't. And then midweek, you know, they draw Valencia. Well, they, in the they, they looked like they were kind of trying midweek. That was a better game, yeah. but we don't have to go into that no, because yeah. we don't want to talk about them too much. But yeah. uh, I would say it was a mixture of probably the best game West Ham have had all season, yeah. coupled with. Manchester United just being absolutely terrible. Just doing what they normally do, huh? Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think they'll I don't think Mourinho makes Christmas. Who was who was man of the match then? I would have to give it to Arnautovic. Yeah. Because he gave them fits. Hey, look, I don't mean to pat my own back, but run back that first episode. I said four nil and I said Arnautovic. I said Arnautovic, he can put four in himself. He didn't, yeah. but it sounds like he played a part and was key. So yeah, he played really well, you know. Um I would say their their second goal was Unlucky for United, they came off an own goal. Yeah, but they gave the guy too much space. I forget his name. His name's uh, yeah, uh, Yarmolenko. Oh, okay, yeah, the Ukrainian. Yeah, kid. Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean he he took it in the box, dribbled out to the center, and then yeah. just ripped one. Came off Lindelof, and it went in. Oh, jeez. Oh, poor yeah. United. Oh, I feel no. so bad for oh, them. No. All right, uh, well let's 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 move. Let's chug ahead. Um, I have enough laughing at United. Um, Cardiff Burnley, which when you told me was one you're gonna watch, I was like, that's a bit strange. Well, you know, it was it was the late game on Sunday. Um, I had nothing else to do. Actually, I had a lot of other things to do. But I, this, this is why you I watched. Reason a lot. to procrastinate, right? Yeah. Exactly. 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 Good reason. My excuse was we're we're gonna play Cardiff coming up. Yeah. I need to scout them. Yeah. That was okay. my excuse. It was one of the more dreadful first halves I've ever seen. It looked like a Sunday league game. They were just booting the ball. Yeah. Uh, both teams just had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, you texted me during that one, too, and you're like, I don't know why I decided to watch this Yeah, game. They, they would just take the ball, win it back in defense, and just boot it. And then the defense would take it and then just boot it back. It, it, it was just long ball, long, English football. Old school English, two striker up front, long ball. Oh. And then I turned Sean it off. Sean Dyche versus Neil Warnock. What a snore fest. And then I turned it, I told you, I was like, I'm not finishing this. I got other things to do. I turned it off and it turns out into a great match. Yeah, 2-1. All of a sudden yeah. out of nowhere oh. when you told me that, I looked, I was like, well, it's 2-1 now. I thought my 3-2 was in with a shout. Yeah. I was like, you gave up on your Sunday fun day a bit too soon. Yeah, I did. It's like when you're out at the bar and you're hanging out on a Sunday and it's four o'clock, you think I'll go home. I got some stuff to do and you finish up all that stuff by seven you're like i could have spent another hour at the bar and exactly. got another drink or two you just you just gave up on your sunday fun day way too soon way too soon but yeah enough of that let's see right real quick before we look ahead and how your match i was there at the pub i was vaguely watching it it felt pretty comfortable it did not oh, feel really? comfortable to me oh well it seemed comfortable to me i was um it ended up looking comfortable you know Haynes uh kane scored a brace yeah uh, so that's good. Yeah. I guess the the drought, yeah, quote unquote, him, air, air quotes here. Yeah. The drought is over. Anytime he doesn't score every single game, everyone's on him. Like, oh, well, Mo Salah is now in the same category where like he hasn't scored in three matches or whatever. Oh, he must be terrible now. There's something wrong. Well, you remember he was a Harry Kane was a one season wonder. Then he was a two season wonder. Yeah. Okay. Then he was a, you know. You don't gloat too much, but yeah, you're no, right. No, I'm just he's, saying he's like everyone himself. kept saying that yeah. about him. You can have three games without a goal and still be okay. Yeah, right. Mo Salah will be back. Yeah. He's fine. 
just contribute to the team. Do what you need to do. And some right. goals will come. You don't. Have, it doesn't have to be scoring goals. You yeah. can do assists or making really good runs. Yeah. And just, you know, Drawing helping, attention. Exactly. Yeah, helping the team. To, yeah. yeah. But uh, it, we. It was a lot. I didn't feel that. You know, like oh, we're playing Huddersfield. We're gonna beat them. At first, I was like that, and then, you know, early on they have a couple chances, and I'm like, uh. yeah. Uh, Gazaniga played well. I think uh, Lamella played well. Harry Kane scored two goals. Yeah. It, you know, it, we it, we should have scored more. Yeah. We should have scored a lot more goals. We had, they had so much of the ball. There were points in. The, I think I told you in the first half they had. I don't remember. It was something ridiculous, like 65 percent yeah, possession. Yeah, I told yeah, you, yeah. I was like, "How are we being outpossessed by the second worst team in the league?" Yeah, that was that was quite surprising. When it was like, "Wow, Huddersfield is holding onto the ball, playing yeah, it around," we, and we could not get out of our half. So it yeah. definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't one of those games where I felt really good. Um, we scored in the first half. Both our goals came in the first half, and the second half was just kind of you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, formality. Maybe, maybe Huddersfield isn't as bad as the table indicates because they they have played. I think they've played a couple of, of bigger teams so far. They played you, and I know they played uh, Manchester United at home and lost 3-2, yeah. unfortunately, or whatever. But, um, yeah, maybe the fact that they can keep possession against you guys says a lot. Right, because um, that's what we kind of do. That's our thing. So Harry Kane, man of the match, then? Maybe. I don't even know if that's – I don't know. Yeah, he his header kind of changed everything. It came out of nowhere. It was a really good header. Um, but, I don't know, I would probably give it to Lamella. Yeah. He, he played did a, well. A lot of the running. Yeah, a lot of the midfield. I I, I would give it to us there. Okay. Um, we we are struggling without Harry, uh, without Erickson, Dele Alli, Musa Dembele. These are these are losses that we felt really a lot against Barcelona. Yeah. I think it's going to be a problem coming up. But you have you know you have this weekend you have the Cardiff City and then you have another easy game. Yeah, we have West Ham at, after that. At the international break. Yeah, after. Uh, the, how long are Erickson and? Erickson's out for I believe. I don't remember how long it. It shouldn't be too long. Okay. Uh, Vertonghen's out for four weeks. Okay. Uh, Dele Alli's out for a while. Okay. I don't. But remember at least you'll get Eric. You'll probably get Ericsson back after the international break. He won't go on duty with Denmark. I don't even know if they fixed everything with their FA. I don't know. Strike but or whatever. You know what? I, I wouldn't mind if uh, if he did come back sooner. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I would be happy with at that. At least you don't have like mass. Other than the Champions League, of course, you don't have these massive. You know collision courses like right. we do with these huge you know getting them out of the way early yeah yeah that's a good thing like get them injured to begin with against you get this run of easier games so to speak yeah. and then yeah where you don't maybe don't need them as much maybe you'll find someone else that's in there lurking around that can that can do a job like well, like Lamella well Winks is back too Winks is back and Wanyama they're back and so it's it's good that we have that at least true um, but they don't replace you know they don't replace Ericsson yeah all right so Lamella man of the match um, let's let's look ahead at the the fixtures ahead. I forgot to do this last week. I'm gonna list all the fixtures top to bottom, starting with Friday night football, Brighton at home against West Ham. Then we get into the weekend first game of the weekend, Burnley Huddersfield. Uh, the the home team will be listed first in all these, by the way. Crystal Palace playing Wolves, Watford playing Bournemouth, Leicester City plays Everton, Tottenham plays Cardiff City, and then the late game. On Saturday, the 12:30 primetime kickoff, a good old Rafa Benitez, a Jose Mourinho rivalry. Manchester United takes on Newcastle. If there is a team that you want to play, if you're at the bottom of the table to get your form back <laughs> right now, it is Manchester, Manchester United, United. Yeah. at home, where you can get the crowd on their backs. And if you use the power of Rafa Benitez and the hatred that Jose Mourinho has towards him and the hatred that the Old Trafford faithful have towards Rafa Benitez, if you can harness all these energies, Newcastle, 12.30, I might watch, and hopefully you win, but probably not. Anyways, uh, we'll talk about that match in a little bit. If they bit. don't, I, I think, I'm predicting right now, if United, Manchester United, don't win, Mourinho gets the sack. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, my good friend. Oh, okay. um, Fulham Arsenal is uh, the first game on Sunday. Big Southampton, yeah, Southampton Chelsea is after that, and then of course Liverpool Man City, the Super Sunday kickoff. We'll get into that last. We save the best for last on this show, and uh, right off the bat, the Caleb has given me the games that he's going to watch. And as I said, we'll get to it in just a second. Let's talk about it. Let's get into the Manchester United-Newcastle match. Your thoughts? You think if Mourinho loses? No, no, no. If they don't win. Oh, if they if, so you draw. Draw. Or, draw or lose. Yeah, I think at this point that I think he might. Yeah. I think he really might. 
Okay, so the, the thing here, though, is is that Rafa Benitez is definitely known as a tactical, thoughtful, uh, persistent manager. So, like, parking buses isn't above Rafa Benitez. Mm-hmm. And Manchester United and Jose Mourinho are known as being a defensive, not very attractive football team. Do they open up? What, oh, I thought what you were going to say is... It's going to be a boring game. I think I think it will be a boring game, but if, if United open up, it opens up. It has a chance where Newcastle are on the break or United is, is scoring goals where it can be a little bit exciting. But what do you think? Honestly, I don't see Newcastle winning this game. They're not great yeah. this season. United, Manchester United aren't great either, but they're less not great. And they have players. like They have names. They have the, the capacity to win games, yeah. whereas I just don't see... I think it's going to have to be a really big team effort for Newcastle to come out and do something. So what's what's your key matchup? Uh, I'd like to see Yedlin. Yeah, uh, up against see, who's on their left wing. Who's on their left wing. It's either Martial or it's Rashford usually, isn't it? Or oh. Alexi Sanchez sneaks out there sometimes. Yeah, Alexi Sanchez. But he, he doesn't like to defend. Yeah, true. So he doesn't like to defend. So, so it depends who he puts on there. I think Yedlin could give somebody – he's really fast. Yeah, he is. And he could put some balls into the box and see what happens. It'll be interesting to see whether United goes or if Jose Mourinho is like, I'm going to play another ridiculous back four or another big ridiculous center backing pair because I still want to prove my point to Ed Woodward that I want a center back. You should have bought Alder Wild. I can't believe you didn't. How dare you? Um, how, or, da- how dare you yeah. say that to me? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm saying, you know, like, Jose is probably – part of me thinks that Jose just keeps, like, throwing McTominay back there and stuff because yeah. he's like, you didn't buy me a center back, so you have to deal with the fact that we don't have any center backs and see how shit this is. Now we're going to play three at the back yeah, for exactly. no reason. Yeah, and I'm going to put Pogba in a defensive midfielder position and sub him off first every time to prove a point, and then I'm going to go after him in training to prove a point. You should have signed me a center back. I can't believe you didn't. Um, <laughs> what's your prediction? Two two nil, Manchester. United. Oh, last week I said it. I said four nil West Ham. Do I go to the well again? Do I dip in the well again? Do I does spite fuel me once again? Absolute, if it's working, go for absolutely. it. Absolutely, it's working so far. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Newcastle United, same scoreline as last week. Four nil to the no. They'll At, they'll they'll draw one one. Seriously, they'll <laughs> draw. It'll be a one one draw. Newcastle United will score first. The Old Trafford faithful will get on their back. United will come back real quick and score a goal and then just look clueless for the rest of the match and everyone leaves booing and then a small section of fans cheer Jose Mourinho or whatever their they're stupid no, We want you to stay. Yeah. We want you to stay. <laughs> so do all of us around I the want Premier him to League. Stay. Um, the next match you have circled that you'll be watching Sunday before our match, so I might even be at the pub watching it with you, plus they are now our title rivals, is Southampton is at home against Chelsea. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I think... From what we've seen so far this season, I don't think Southampton have a chance to beat them. Although, Chelsea have dropped points against teams that they should beat. West Ham, yeah, most notably. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think this is going to be one of those games. I think uh, I think they'll come out. They 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 do play today. They played today. I haven't, you know, the Europa League. Yeah, it's true. So I don't know what's going on there. I didn't. I don't follow the Europa League. It's beneath <laughs> us. Um <laughs> I say that with, uh, yeah. you know, Sarcasm, with a chance, yeah. yeah, with a chance of it biting <laughs> me in the butt. <laughs> Coming around to you yeah. on a TV near you, starting February. Yeah, Europa League for Tottenham <laughs> at Wembley, famous, famous Wembley. Um, but uh, I think Chelsea will come out and really take it to them. Yeah. So Southampton is at home. It is a tricky ground to go to when the fans are on behind the team. They're behind the team. Danny Ings knocked out Everton midweek in the League Cup, scored the, the goal for Southampton to take it to penalties. Right. Um, Danny Ings is on a scoring tear. Danny Ings wasn't allowed to play against us. Of course. Danny Ings comes out, and he scores two, and he beats Chelsea 2-1 because he's an undercover red, and we love the lad. Yeah. Danny Ing doing Danny things. <laughs> yes, Danny Ing's doing Danny Tings. <laughs> uh, come see me at the pub, and I'll read you a poem about Danny Ing's, or maybe I'll, I'll drop that one on the monthly review. And uh, I think you should. Yeah, I'll probably give okay, Danny Ing's poem incoming monthly review. Something to look forward to. But um, what's what's the key matchup for you here? I, I don't even know what to say. I think. Um... Ryan Bertrand against Eden Hazard is basically. You think so? Yeah. Well, who's their right? That's a right back, right? It's is Ryan Bertrand or is Cedric Suarez the right back? Whichever. No, Cedric Suarez is the left back. 
so Ryan Bertrand against Hazard is the key matchup because either Ryan Bertrand does a decent job at stopping Eden Hazard or Eden Hazard goes and scores a hat trick against Southampton at, at I think St. That's Mary's. More, I think that's more likely. So yeah, that's what. So in my opinion, that's the key matchup because if Ryan Bertrand or however they go after at Southampton, yeah. figure out how to stop. Like that's the key right there is stop him, force him to drop deep, do whatever it is, have someone follow him around for ninety minutes, whatever it is that you figure out. That's the key matchup. What are you gonna do with Hazard Southampton? Right. I see him. I see him scoring a brace two 0 mm. So that's your prediction two 0 yeah. yeah. I got a two one Southampton up the Saints. Come on, Danny <laughs> Ings. Two more goals for Danny Ings. We gotta get those. Uh, we gotta get those thresholds hit right. for whatever the payment is on the transfer fee for him. Yeah. And we gotta start hitting those thresholds, Danny. So start banging in the goals. Okay. We need the extra cheese so we can go buy whoever it is that we're trying to buy next. Um, so yeah, let's you know Spursy. Let's get into your game up next. You are you know, at home to Cardiff. Yeah, we're at ho- we're at Wembley. We're not oh, at home. Okay, yeah, we're at, we're at Wembley. Uh, <laughs> I will I will keep saying that until we have a, yeah. That's good clarification. Yeah. I appreciate. We have thirty eight away games. Um, so normally, yeah, against Huddersfield last week, I told you I thought I felt pretty good. I felt comfortable. Yeah, it didn't turn out that way. Yeah. I'm no longer going to say that. Although they were dreadful this last week. I, I don't know. I just don't feel like we're... I think we're playing at 60% capacity right now. Yeah. We have a lot of injuries. I see this one's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, we need to bounce back after the midweek. I think we'll win. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it's going to be the kind of win that I'm used to for you know, the last three seasons. You won't be walking it. We're not... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, depending, Lamella went off the second half with a cramp. Uh, Sun didn't have a great game against Barcelona. Um, Mora had a great game, so we'll we'll see who he rests. Because I think at this point it's gonna have to be team management. Yeah, we got we do have the break coming up, but I I think I think Pochettino has to go all out. Yeah, play his best. Well, because the I think because the break's coming up, and what happened midweek at Barcelona. Yeah, you gotta you gotta play your best yeah. eleven possible with injuries. You know, obviously being there, you gotta play your best eleven that's right. available. I I I'm gonna say something that you know could have me you know kicked off any tottenham supporter group but yeah. i i think gazaniga's played a lot better than Loris. okay interesting that's, I a, that's an interesting shout don't i don't know i've read a stat that Loris in the top five leagues has the most errors of a keeper leading to goals oh yeah interesting he he's a lot of saves. He's great at reaction saves, but but when he fucks up, the, it's the really... whole sweeper keeper yeah. thing that they like to talk about, which he had kind of, you know, coined. It was him and yeah. Newer. Yeah, they were the two big sweeper, sweeper keepers, keepers yeah. of you know the last five years. Yeah, uh, his sweeping keeping has gone downhill, and his decision making when he comes out, is just poor sometimes. As proven the, in the midweek. As, yes. Yeah. So I I don't know. Do you do you keep him on? He is. A World Cup winning captain. Yeah, he didn't make that many. I don't think he made many mistakes in the World Cup for France, but Other I don't than know the one in the final. But it ended up not really mattering. Yeah, that's true. You're right, and that's what I'm talking. About. I don't know, man. I I love. So the you want to play? You want to take out Loris? I I'm saying it. He needs a slap on the wrist. I watched this video. There was a uh, Norwegian journalist who said, "I'm going to decide." I'm going to see how drunk Hugo Lloris actually was when he vomited. I didn't know he vomited all over himself in the car. I didn't know. Did I didn't you know either. that? I did not. Yeah, there was vomit all over him in the car and everything when they when they found him or wow. whatever. Yeah, it was pretty bad. He was at a 1.8 blood alcohol content level or whatever. Yes, he was really, really so you .08 in America to yeah. drive or whatever. So this dude finished three bottles of wine and got to 1.7 blood alcohol level. And like throughout like the drinking of the different bottles of wine, they interview like this Norwegian police man like you know tell us about the effects of drunk driving or whatever and he kept he had a breathalyzer after every bottle he breathed in or whatever and he juggle a football and like you know walk around try to talk and he got to like 1.7 and he was properly pissed just very very drunk and i was like goodness hugo loris what made you think you should be driving like oh my goodness yeah. maybe he deserves to be benched a bigger slap on the wrist than he got before right well yeah how can you defend these actions i never said i did <laughs> i never said i did I don't, I'm I don't pers- condone I'm personally this. I don't blaming condone drink you. driving. I'm personally blaming you for what happened when the Hugo Lloris case and the fact that he's actually even played any games since. Although, to be fair, Bobby Firmino did the same thing. Granted, he didn't throw up on himself, and I don't think he got to 1.8, but he did get a DUI, and he's been a brilliant lad since. So you know, they, yeah, Sometimes, you know, you make mistakes, and he is French, so he can... He can handle himself. Well, apparently, apparently not. not. Apparently not. not. Absolutely not if there's vomit all over you in no. the car. So, uh, so you, you put the goalkeeper in. 
Okay. Uh, what's your what's your key key part of, of, of the field or the team that needs to operate? Well, because of the injuries, I want to see what happens with our our central midfield. Not our attacking midfielders, because that that's, shouldn't be a problem. I want to see what happens. It's Dembele back. I don't think he's going to be. It's Is Waniyama ready to Wanyama, I think he's still rusty, but I liked him when he started. I liked him alongside Dem, uh, Dembele or Dyer. Dyer's a little more defensive-minded, too, so I'd like to see. Ideally, my, my ideal duo back there would be Wanyama and Dembele. Okay. I think Wanyama is one of those guys that when he tackles you, you feel it kind of like a Scotty Parker. Yeah, he's a big lad too. Yeah, and he's he's all muscle, and yeah. I like it. I like you know, uh, but the, we'll see how that goes. I, that's what I want to see how we handle the midfield. Um, I, I'm okay defensively. Davinson Sanchez had a really bad game against Barcelona, but again, it's Barcelona. It's yeah. not Cardiff City. No yeah. offense. No, but yeah, but, Cardiff City's definitely not Barcelona. No, so I you know, and he's only twenty. He's twenty one. 20, 21. He's I think he's 21. Runner, yeah. He's very young. So he's still learning his trade. Exactly. Yeah. And he's already as good as he is. I think he's only going to get better. But I think he'll be okay. Our defense is going to be fine. Uh, I'm just I'm worried about the midfield. Yeah. That's where the injuries are. I just To be fair, I don't know a single Cardiff City midfielder. I don't. By name? I, let, let yeah, I don't. I don't. So I don't. Yeah, I don't think your midfield even necessarily has to play out of its mind, just competently right. enough to get the ball to the attacker so they can do what they do. You also, you know, granted, you don't like it with your style or whatever, um, and it can mess you up like with Liverpool against Napoli, but it's a bigger pitch. They're going to have to cover more ground. They're coming up for the championship. They've been playing, you know, on smaller pitches. They're not used to playing on massive Wembley turf. Right. You'll have those spaces in between. You're right. Even if they do try to park the bus, there's going to be plenty of space to play the ball around, and you probably should break them down. I just, I think you're going to have to, you know, someone between Lamella, Harry Kane, Lucas Mora, or Son is going to have to score something from outside the box a little bit cheekily to open them up a little bit. Or just steal a header or something like that. But, yeah, yeah I think I, prediction-wise, I would personally think that given how bad Cardiff City is done against most of the big teams, like I think Man City thrashed them 5-0. I yeah. think you'll beat them like 3-0, to you be fair. You think so? Yeah. Um, it may, maybe it'll be a little uncomfortable to begin with because, you know, playing at Wembley is a big moment for all these Cardiff City boys who are never going to ever see, probably ever sniff Wembley again. So it's like their chance to play at the hollowed ground or whatever. And so there'll be a little kick there. You'll, you'll probably survive it. If you survive it, you'll win 3-0. Well, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna take your confidence. I'm going to go one higher. I'm going to say four. Oh, I don't want to say that we're going to play this game and do it easily, but I will predict that we'll yeah. beat them 4 nil. Maybe once the goals start coming, oh. they'll just, you know, yeah. floodgates will open. You'll we'll feel a little score. better. Okay. Harry Kane with four goals. Well, so with that being said, now we have arrived at, yes. the, at the creme de la creme, the crown jewel of how, the Premier League how many, fixture list. How many Premier games have you guys played this season already? Uh, like the like the big match of the right. weekend? Uh, to be fair, in the Three? Premier League? Already. Like, okay, so like if we're counting Champions League, if we're counting if we're counting all competitions. No, just ch- this Premier League. Like oh, so we've marquee played, matchups. We only played two. Chelsea and, and May- oh you guys three sorry oh that was a bit rude I forgot it was so long ago we played so many matches since then yeah you're right I'm, we played three I'm gonna let that one we go. played Sunday that was a, was the Tottenham game was a Sunday match as well or was it a Saturday I think it was a Sunday match okay well it, it was it wasn't like an no it was a I can't remember. It's it so long ago. But yeah, I mean, we've played Tottenham, we played Chelsea, now we got Man City. We've been like the like the main match. Even to be fair in the Champions League, PSG Liverpool was the main match of that match day. Yeah. So like, yeah, we've we dominated a whole week at the beginning of the month and now we've gone and like we're dominating like another week with Chelsea and Man City yeah. in the span of 7 so days or whatever. After this game, you will you will have played all top 4, all the other top 4 teams. Well, as it currently stands, yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll have played, you know, other than Manchester United and Arsenal, like the, the top six or whatever. Which, like I said earlier, it's good to get them out of the way early. Yeah, and, you know, to be fair, like Chelsea away has always been a really tough one for us. Um, and it seems like when we actually get it early and done with early in the season, it's more beneficial to us. And, like, Tottenham away can be a tricky it, – it was a tricky one for us last year. Got that one out of the way. I, I with that being said, really fancy the idea of getting City at home. They not to jinx it, knock on wood, but they have not won at Anfield since two thousand one or two thousand three, something like that. Um, 
and so they, they just really don't enjoy it there. And I think there's enough hoodoo voodoo there, even though this that team went on and set records or whatever. They still they still have it fresh in their mind about coming to Anfield and playing at Anfield the four three the Champions League uh, yeah. leg or whatever. And I think there's still enough hoodoo voodoo there that they might be on edge when they when they show up at Anfield. And so that hey advantage to us. And you know even on points it's it's almost like the perfect like ending to before the international break for the Premier League. It's almost like it, it's almost like there's a conspiracy and a setup for the fixtures out there hmm. whereby the first and second place team are going to play each other right before the international break and we're going to you know barring a draw have a definitive first place team and like have a much clearer picture about how because everyone you know for the most part has been like city liverpool city liverpool city liverpool who's the better team well we're going to find out yeah uh, at least it's in some aspects. Obviously, we, we're the home team, so we have a bit of an advantage, and you can always write off uh, you losing to a title contender away from home as, right. you know, whatever, whatever. Um, but, yeah, we'll have a much clearer vision of uh, of where things stand in the Premier League. Do you guys play your best 11 as well? Absolutely. Um, it, it's... And it's, you know, I, I wish that Klopp had rotated against Napoli because now these boys are going to be absolutely battered. Well, that's what I that's what I was asking. Because I mean, so, yeah, we, we have to play our best team. You don't team. rotate. I, I, I don't, if Kata's fit, I still think he's, he's subbed out for Henderson because I still think, you know, Klopp is still doing this thing early in the season where he's like, I want my proven Premier League midfielders. I want the guys who've been in these matches before who know the system to come in, blah, 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 blah. And, yeah, that midfield looked really shit against Napoli, but, you know, they had to account for covering for a lot more space. They had just played the most intense match of the season uh, the previous, you know, two or three days prior against Chelsea. Um and, yeah, they look shit at the midweek, but, you know, they're coming back home to Anfield. They do get three or four days rest. They will recover. Yeah, I think you go in there with your, your Premier League experience midfield to because to, they've played City before. They have experience beating City from last right. year. Granted, Ox was in that match to begin with, but, you know, we'll, we'll get by and make do. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, you, you got to go Allison. you got to go Van Dyke, Gomez, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Andy Robinson. I think it's Henderson in the holding midfield, Jeannie Vinaldum, James Milner. There's an outside shot that you get Milner coming out uh, for Keita. I think that's the most likely. I think he fancies Vinaldum dropping into that six a little bit more and having Keita being the releasing midfielder over Milner dropping in a little bit more and, and Keita being the releasing because, you know, what we've seen when it's Vinaldum and Milner and Keita is that, uh, Vinaldum is the one that plays the six. So he Klopp has a lot more trust in Vinaldum uh, playing that defensive position. When we played him last year, there was a lot of emphasis on being two holding midfielders and having the left-sided one drop in and help the left uh, back and having the right-sided one drop in and help Trent against Sané. Um, and granted, I think we will be seeing their starting 11. There's no yeah. reason for it not to be. Right. It's going right into an international break. Um, they're professional footballers. They should be, handle, be able to handle uh, two... Um, matches in a week, so yeah, so, we'll see both sides full full strength. I'm gonna say what I said last week. I think it's gonna be a really high scoring game because I think both teams have a lot of speed up top, especially on the wings. Sane is super quick. Raheem Sterling is super quick, yeah. and then your guys are fast uh, front. Mo Salah is super fast, and so is Mane. And I think it's gonna be super interesting to see that, um, especially the wing attacks. I, I I see a lot of similarities in that. Like when you guys two fast breaks, you know, counterattacking kind of plays, there's always so much space because your, your players are just so fast. It's just going to be a matter of who completes the the through pass, the through ball, who makes, you know, more yeah. accurate through balls. Um, I actually don't think Edison is a, that great of a keeper. Yeah. Um, he, he had a howler in, in the Hoffenheim game. I watched the yeah, Champions League yeah. game because I was like, well, I might as well watch this because there's nothing else on for me to watch. And I watched part of it as well. We're playing him at the weekend, and yeah, like he had that one where he came out and he tried to head it, and yeah. it just went right over his head. Yeah. and it was like, oh okay, like it didn't end up as a goal, so no one's talking about it. But you, you're not as sure-footed as everyone makes yeah, you out I, to be. I, I really don't think he's as great as everyone thinks. Um, so if you guys can test him, I, I think you know he's a, he's acrobatic. I'll give him that, but he makes decisions that I just don't. Well, I mean, like last year. Mo Salah's fourth goal was him like playing a really silly ball like right into the midfield and just playing it right to Mo and yeah. then being out of goal and like that ended up being the reason why they lost their undefeated record at that point yeah. in time was because Ederson made this really really silly mistake or whatever um, so 
key matchup in the match? I, I w- the, the wings. I yeah. want to see whoever dominates the wings, I, I think, is going to score the more goals. And like I said, I, I just see this as a very open game. I wouldn't be surprised if we did what Chelsea did to us. And, and sit back. And sat back. Just like for the first 15 minutes when everyone's like the freshest they're going to be. Because watching the Hoffenheim game, Hoffenheim is like not even like Liverpool light. It's like a knockoff Liverpool brand. It's like, you know, your Publix Cola as opposed <laughs> to Coca-Cola. Like it's the same thing, but it's not really. It's not Diet Coke. It's like fake Publix Cola. Right. Um, so like they didn't have their best back line and all that. And like they don't have the talent that Liverpool has, but they play like a very similar fast place. Let's break ahead. Let's press. And granted, when City had the ball, very in control, very comfortable, but when they got caught in those half spaces and they got caught in those transitions, Hoffenheim were running forward at their defenders, and it was just the fact that they didn't have that quality to create the final ball, they didn't have the finishing, is the only reason why Man City came out of there winning 2-1. And they won it at... They, they left the end, it late. Yeah, yeah they, left they left it very it really late. late. So, you know, like granted, that speaks to their character and, and, and their belief. And there's been a few times against us where we've been up on them and they've they've come back seemingly from the brink of defeat and we've had to, like, claw out a victory or whatever. Right. Um, so, like, obviously, they'll, they'll fight to the end and all that. Um, but I just really, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Klopp's like, okay, Genie, Henderson, I need you to sit back for at least the first 15 minutes. We're going to see if we can't hit him on the break and get an early goal in. And once that happens, get him unstable, get that Anfield crowd up and roaring or whatever. And once that happens, if it doesn't, we'll shift a little bit. We'll, we'll start getting more into the game. We'll take more possession because they'll get comfortable with the idea that, oh, they're sitting back. And, you know, keeping a Pep Guardiola team off its toes is the, or on its toes is the best way to, to break them down. You saw it when you go – like last year, teams were sitting back and not even giving them any – different types of looks or anything like that and they're just easily walking the games right as soon as you give them a little bit of resistance leon you give them a little bit yeah. of resistance who even the team that beat him in the league cup last year i can't remember who it was but it was it was a, a second division team um yeah they they took it to him beat him we take it to him beat him like you just you let him get used to the fact oh we're gonna have possession liverpool sitting back this is weird this is exactly maybe what we wanted and then all of a sudden it switches up in the 15th minute it's not really working and they're they're at and off to the races again and now we're having this it's gonna be high paced intense as always cliche midfield battle whoever wins it who can who can keep the possession who can play those passes who can play around the press the best is is going to be the team that creates the most opportunities Um, i'd also like to see if if he plays company again because company wasn't great midweek he wasn't he's coming back right from injury too and Um, with the speed you guys have up front i think it would be a liability if they play him but he's experienced well you see you wouldn't know this being a spurs fan but vincent company loves a howler against Liverpool. Really? It's his favorite thing. <laughs> you go back to the 3-2 game in the 13-14 season, he yeah. literally plays the ball to Coutinho in the box before he scores. You go to the match that we beat him, uh, what was it, 2-1 at Anfield in the next season, uh, he, has, he has another howler where he just you know loses the ball to Raheem Sterling in the midfield, and we take off on a break, and Henderson ends up putting it in. Um, yeah, he just loves having a howler against Liverpool. So, yeah. He's experienced at having a howler, <laughs> and let's let's yeah. I would I. It was funny because when I went to the cup final that I went to the, the league cup final we lost to City. I was in the pub beforehand and I was talking to a scouser because you know you gotta get you gotta get your time in with a real true scouser while right. you can. And I was like, you know, if they start company, I really fancy it. And he was like, you're right. He does. He does really, really poor against us. So yeah, especially in Anfield. So I hope he trots company out there. But if he doesn't. John Stones looked equally as horrid against yeah. us last year. I, I, their defense is not inspiring still. No, I don't think John Stones is all that great. Their defense is built to go forward and, like, then do the bare minimum to, like, stop the attack. Like, Odomeni, just go and get a yellow card, dive into someone. Exactly. John Stones, just be awkward and get in the way. Like, we're playing a center back, Laporte, as a right back now because, right. like, you know, they're made to go forward. Their defense is built to go forward. Like, we've got Kyle Walker just flying wherever the heck he wants yeah. to fly. Benjamin Mendy just flying around like he doesn't care. And then we have two center backs, like uh, Odomendi and John Stones and, I don't even, Mangala at one point. He's right. at Everton now or whatever. Like, yeah, like, they, their defense is he, still very uninspired. Even their keeper is meant to, like, play the ball with his feet and, like, yeah, start exactly. attacks. Exactly. He's an attacking keeper exactly. if there's such a thing. And so, you know, like, the other thing, like, everyone is probably still clenching about the midweek performance is we'll be back on a pitch that's small. It's going to be much smaller. 
that, that very close proximity, that fast pace, we'll be up for it. And you know, City played Ars they've played Arsenal, and I think that's the only big team that they played so far is Arsenal, correct? If you want to call that a big team. Oh, so yeah, so like they haven't really, really been tested, have they? Well, and even. And they drew, Ars- they yeah. drew to Wolves, who was yeah. a team, once again, if you go at Pep Guardiola's teams and you get them on their toes and you get them uncomfortable, you can make something happen. Granted, they probably should have won that match with the refereeing decisions or whatever. Yeah. But, but, you know. but I mean, even against Arsenal, it was very, uh, like, two sides. Yeah. Yeah. They were great attacking, and they just tore Arsenal apart. And then Arsenal would tear their defense apart on occasion. And so I'm going to go with 3-3. Three, three. I'm doing it. What in the world is a three, three? I can't even imagine a three, three. No, you know. So, part of me, I really want us to. And like, look, I've been writing about this in the blog. Once again, read the blog. I've been. I'm a big believer that you know, footballing seasons aren't game by game events. It's not like American football, or like the story is the game, and then the next game is a different story. Right. Like, football seasons are one big, like, one developing soap opera, and each game is a different episode and a season, and each season is a different, you know, is a season and a collection, and, like, you know, and then you get to these alma max of, like, massive soprano-sized, double-sided discs of, you know, features, Um, and that's what a, a football season is, like, one whole season, and each game is an episode, and so... If you've been if you've been tuned into the the first part of the season and the first seven episodes, it's been a lot about Kloppo getting his revenge. Like Klopp gets his revenge. Klopp gets his revenge. Klopp gets his, go to Chelsea, try one one late. You know, Daniel Sturridge rises from the ashes. Go to Wembley. Klopp's never won at Wembley. He wins at Wembley. Um, you know, just getting one over on teams, uh, Southampton, for instance, that have given them trouble, Crystal Palace away, which has given us trouble winning 2-0. You can't have that narrative this week because... Yeah, so, I mean, so, like, but, so, like, we did beat them last year, granted, and we got revenge there or whatever, and we knocked them out of the Champions League, but last year they absolutely embarrassed us in the first part of the season, away to their ground, and so I think Kloppo deep down is like, you know what, let's give them a bit of the business, so, with all that rambling done and all that convincing of myself to <laughs> say this insanity and i am going to put it in the blog because i don't really care and i'm gonna stick by this prediction i'm going five nil we're returning the favor we're beating them five nil we're beating Sala scores a hat trick and bobby firmino and mana they each score goals and the trio finally gets a whole game where they each score a goal and everyone's like oh my goodness we're back we're finally firing 100 percent. it's so beautiful my mouth is actually i know open. yeah his mouth is a gauge <laughs> he's looking at me like you're insane you picked three three yeah. i picked one less goal than you before it's the same team. <laughs> True, but see, that's the thing. You know what? We 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 have proper center back comparing now. We have a proper goalkeeper now. That's um, true. Andy Rabo and Trent are going to want to prove themselves after the terrible game that they had on the midweek. Everyone's going to want to prove themselves after the terrible game they had midweek. And I just think it's set up there. They're, they're, the hand field that factor, all the voodoo around that. Pep Guardiola is still obsessed with us. He is obsessed with Klopp, and he is obsessed with Liverpool. Yeah. There was another clip that came out from their documentary series they do, and I forgot. They were about to play someone, and he's still just talking about Liverpool, and he's talking about our front three. He's We keep him up at night. And I just, I just want the night terrors to continue. I know at the midweek for the Hoffenheim game, he was already thinking, like, all right, I'm playing my front three here because i got to get them in form and get them ready because we've got Liverpool coming up. <laughs> but while, meanwhile, we did the exact opposite. We're like, well, we've got City come up, so let's start all our starters and play as shit as possible so that we can play better on the weekend, which is how I hope it's going. So, yeah, 5-0. I'm going to stick to it, 5-0. And yeah, we just we, we're gonna score two really early ones. We're gonna score two within the first twenty minutes. And one of them's gonna one of them's gonna be a breakaway, and then the second one is gonna be some dumb mistake by Vincent Company where he passes the ball right to Genie Vinaldum, who's like on the edge of the box and just plays in Mohamed Salah. And all that's gonna happen. You put take it to the bank. You're listening to this before Sunday. You take it to the bank. You bet on it and you split the winnings with me. And if you lose, I'm sorry, but you got to take the losses. <laughs> just how the game works. Exactly. Learn the rules. I'm just here for advice. I, I don't claim to know everything. I know a lot, and I will let you know when I when I was right. But if I'm, I don't keep track of how many times I've been wrong, right. so I can't really speculate on how right I, I am. I just feel like I'm usually always right. So makes sense to me. Um, so yeah, that's that's our Premier League look ahead for the match ahead. As always, this weekend, 
All three locations will be open. They will be serving. They will be showing the match. So get on down there and join us. It's so much more fun. Plus, if we beat them five nil, all the pubs will be bouncing. It'll be it'll be way better than sitting at home on your couch all by yourself or wherever you tend to watch games in the bathroom at work. Unfortunately, if you are at work, I apologize. But but that, it's Sunday. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's Lord's Day. Work. Call your boss. Let them know you're you're a born again Christian or something, and get yourself back. At, you know, I gotta take Sunday off. It's the Sabbath. You know, it's the day of rest. I gotta yeah. observe the holy day. Um, so yeah, once again, we're doing the raffles 50-50, so bring your cash out, help us raise the funds. If you want to just donate straight up, there's instructions on our Facebook page, there's a post pinned at the top of the page. Look at that, all the information there, it's all there for you to donate, or register to walk, or let us, not, don't register, just let us know that you want to walk so that we can get the funds together and get that all set up. Um, once again, I'm Jordan. And Caleb. This was Caleb's Corner, hopefully you enjoyed it, and yeah. See ya. See ya on the other side of the international break, I guess. And, uh, it's gonna be sad. I hate yeah. international breaks, but anyway. Yeah, it is. It is sad. And uh, up the Reds. And come on, you Spurs. All right. Until yeah. next time. Ciao.